ver. So what do you know about trolls? Um, that they live in the town of Nilgob and they want to eat humans. There's a lady who's really sexy, except her teeth are terrible. What are you referring to? Troll 2. Oh. <laughs> Where they're all goblins. Not to be confused with trolls, right? The yes. Animated. <laughs> yes, not the animated uh, Justin Timberlake Anna Kendrick vehicle. We're, when you think about it, we are surrounded by trolls in many different ways. Do you remember those troll dolls from the 90s with the neon oh God, yeah. hair? We've got trolls. Trolls are in Frozen, but they're very helpful trolls. Kind of. I, I think they're supposed to be helpful. Yeah, but they're really right? cryptic. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of surrounded by trolls. It Internet. Feels. Internet trolls. Yep. God, yeah. There's a very good episode of What We Do in the Shadows, the TV version, and uh, one of the main characters is an energy vampire. So he keeps calling this guy a troll on the internet and gets pissed off and like drives up someplace to go see him and just keeps talking to him till sun up. Mm-hmm. And it tricks him. It's funny. Nice. Yeah, because energy vampires can go out during the day. That's it. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched Troll Hunter? Troll! That's it's just one of my favorite line deliveries in all history. Is just the, when he comes running out of the woods. Troll! <laughs> amazing. Spot it's on. Amazing. It's it's what I think about every time I think about this movie. I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. Accurate. Here to talk more about trolls. So many trolls. There's lots of trolls in this. There are tons, yeah. All different shapes and sizes. A Ringlefinch. Oh, that's a fun Mountain word to Kings. Say. Yeah. 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 Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be following the normal format today, just in case you're new here. What that means is Topher will take us through who made this thing, shout out the cast and crew, and then I will take us through the plot. Ooh. And then in our third installment, we will analyze and talk about said plot. So without further ado, Topher, who made this thing? A bunch of Norwegians. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Troll Hunter is a found footage film it's referred to as a dark fantasy i would definitely put it in the horror category um but yeah it's a it's a found footage film from 2011 it was written and directed by andre overdol i'm gonna be so it's, i'm gonna have to go ahead and apologize real fast i cannot pronounce norwegian names correctly i cannot read them right i'm sorry but you would definitely know him from doing the recent scary stories to tell in the dark adaptation with uh, guillermo del toro nice um, the cast was a mixture of unknown actors and, like, big-deal Norwegian comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those big-deal Norwegian comedians is Otto Jesperson as Hans, the troll hunter. Trolljegeren. We have, as our little documentary film crew, uh, Tomas, which is, who's played by Glenn Erland Tosterud. I really wanted to say Tosterstrudel there. Very similar. We have Johanna, uh, played by Johanna Mork, or Merck. Kalla, by, played by Thomas Alf Larson. Alf, his middle name is Alf, like Alf from TV. That's cute. And uh, the last two we've got Malika, played by Ormila Bergdomas, and Finn Haugen, uh, played by Hans Morten Hansen. Cinematography was done by Halvard Brain. I'm trying my best over here. You're doing great. Film editing from uh, Per Erik Eriksson, and uh, production design from Martin Gant. Um, it was released in 2010 in Norway, but made its uh, uh, U.S. release was in uh, June 2011. Runs for about 104 minutes. Had a $3.5 million budget, which makes sense. There's a ton of special effects in this. Mm-hmm. And got 4.1 back from the box office. Nice. Yeah. Um, this movie was pretty well received by everybody. I think in general, people just really enjoy it. They think it's, you know... Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people did compare it to Blair Witch Project, which makes sense. Um, Blair Witch Project is obviously much more up and down horror film. Yeah. But this one is, I think, a very fun, very pretty horror film that's shot primarily in day, uh, or like half in daylight, which is an, always an achievement to me. I'll, I'll save the rest of that for later. Um, you want to tell me what happens in the movie? Sure. 
Sweet. So we've got a group of students from Volda University College. Like you said, Tomas, Joanna, and their cameraman, Callie. They are making a documentary about this uh, suspected bear poacher, Hans. And they find this illegally slain bear, and they interview local hunters who are saying that the bear tracks look definitely look odd. Finn Hagen, uh, head of the Norwegian Wildlife Board, says the same. It's like, this doesn't look, you know normal to me. Finn dismisses the idea that the bear tracks could have been faked. And then the students decide to follow Hans to attempt to secure an interview. But he's he doesn't want to do that. He, yeah, he's just like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, he's a gruffy man. And then <laughs> uh, they follow him into a forest at night and they see like all these flashing lights and just like weird shit. They're hearing sounds like roars and all of that. Hans comes running back and he's screaming, troll, your favorite line. Yeah. Um, Thomas is attacked and he was bitten like in the in the shoulder, basically. Mm-hmm. So then they they find refuge in Hans's Land Rover and they see that their own vehicle was turned over and the tires have been successfully just ripped off. Hans admits that it's not bears that he's hunting, but trolls, in fact. And the students are like, what? Bro, yeah. is this guy okay? You know, like, but I don't it's, know. Yeah, they're like, okay, now we've got an even better documentary. Who cares about bear poaching when we can follow a crazy guy? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to it's gonna be good no matter what. So, or so they think. <laughs> so they, they ask him if they can film the hunt. And he's like, sure, but as long as you do exactly what I say. Yeah, down to every single thing. So then the next day, Hans makes them disguise themselves with troll stench. Which is disgusting. <laughs> um, it can only be described as a slimy concentrate made from everything you can squeeze out of out of a troll. That's such a good line. Gross. <laughs> What's this made of? Everything you can squeeze out of a troll? Ugh. And then following Norwegian troll lore, he asks any of them if they believe in God or Jesus. Because trolls um, typically, they can smell a Christian and they typically go after Christians. Yeah, they can smell your blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he shows them kind of like, you know, some of his devices that he uses when he runs into a troll, like a flash gun, because uh, this admits powerful UV rays um, that kind of acts as sunlight. And we all know that trolls either turn to stone or they spontaneously combust because they can't generate <laughs> vitamin D. So if they're faced with any sort of sun, their bodies can't take it. Yeah, it's I love when they go to the vet and she starts explaining all of that. Mm hmm. That, like, the older ones explode, yeah. No, the older ones turn to stone. No, the younger ones turn to stone. The older ones explode. I thought it was the other way around. Because because they're so old that that their bones expand, so they calcify. I thought that I was thought why that's they... what the... I, either way. Either way, they either explode or they turn to stone. Um, which, in Norwegian lore, that's how they explain a lot of, like, the big rock um, yeah. formations. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. I like that. So then they run into this giant three-headed troll. It's called a tussalad. Mm-hmm. Apologies if I butchered that. I'm <laughs> sure I did. Hans manages to turn this troll to stone and explains to the students that he only allowed them to come along because he's tired of working for little compensation. The government has hired um, these troll hunters, by the way. Yeah. Um, because it's messing with their power lines. So they want them gone. Right. And he's like, I want everyone to know now. This is why I'm allowing you to even film me. I want everyone to know the truth. So Finn, who actually works for the Troll Security Service, or TSS, (laughs) um, shows up with a team to deposit a bear carcass and plant fake tracks and tells the students that they will not be allowed to keep their tapes. Yeah, and it's so fun. I, I love this scene. Just a nice little bit of comedy. The Russians show up. Mm-hmm. And they're, so they're all speaking English in this moment. And he goes, that's not a Norwegian bear. He goes, no, it's Russian bear. It's very similar. <laughs> we love jokes. It's good bear. There's a, there are a lot of good like little, little jokes in this. Um, and then in a series of interviews, Hans reveals that Finn's work is to keep trolls a, a secret, while his is to kill any that come near populated areas. He also goes on to explain that the trolls have been acting aggressively lately and have begun to leave their territories more often than usual, and that he needs to get a troll blood sample to determine why. Mm-hmm. So then the students are like, okay, let's 
keep going. So um, they accompany Hans on another hunt using live goats on a bridge as bait. What a classic fairy tale scene. Right. You Troll know? under a bridge. With using, goats. Yep. Yeah. It's, isn't that the, it's the Billy Goat's Gruff? Yeah. Nice. Cute. So Hans is successful in his... Um, journey to get a blood sample from a bridge troll. Ruggelfont. Thank you. And he uh, takes it to a vet who God. works for the TSS. I just love his this scene because he's got the like sort of just pieced together medieval looking armor on. Yeah. So that he can get beat to shit. And he's not a young man, we should say. He's it is like 50s, 60s. Yeah. Um, Again, this is fitting very well into like this fairy tale He's like in in a coat of armor, basically. Yeah, he's a knight in really shitty armor. <laughs> yep, pots and pans. What is that? That was Back to the Future Three, where he goes. Oh, you haven't seen that one? I haven't seen any of Back to the Future, and I have oh, no, really? I have no desire to, to be honest. They're fun, but yeah. I just, um, I don't know. I didn't see them when I was um, an age where I really would have enjoyed them, probably. And I just, I don't know. I have no desire now. Fair enough. Just to each their own. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I'm sure they're great. Obviously, every other person on the planet is obsessed. So structure they use um, they teach Back to the Future one in uh, film schools. So like a perfect yes. structure film. Yes, they sure do. Um, maybe one day I'll watch it if it's on. You know, I just I just don't seek it out. That's all. Nothing against it. So we're at the vet, and unfortunately, it's going to take several days before the results come in. So they leave, and they go to investigate a farm where a number of trees have been uprooted. Hans and the film crew <laughs> find troll tracks leading to an, an well, abandoned mine. And the farmers are like, they're asking the farmers, like, what did this? They're like, tornado. I was, I was happy to find out that tornado is the same in Nor- uh, Norwegian as it is in English. Yes. Tornado. But... Um, <laughs> They're all super skeptical, right? They're like, yo, what? Like, the, the students now who have actually seen trolls are like, but look at how all of this looks. Like, mm-hmm. they're going in different directions. They're like, oh, yeah, weird, but wind's weird. They're mm-hmm. just happy to accept that it was a tornado. They're like, did you see it? They go, no. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So they find troll tracks leading into an abandoned mine. And it's a layer of a of a pack of cave trolls. The Mountain Kings. Dovre Gubbins? I think Gubbins. Gubbins? Dovre Gubbins? Bless. Um, the <laughs> trolls return unexpectedly and the group is now trapped inside. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. The situation becomes more tense when Callie confesses that he is, in fact, a Christian, which missed, a missed his opportunity earlier. Because remember when the first troll came after them and he was like, yo, which one of you is a Christian? I asked yeah. this fucking question and everyone's standing around looking at each other like, not me. And it's just like he's just scrubbing himself with the troll stench, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. like constant. So, so then, yeah, so Callie finally admits that he is a Christian. The trolls pick up Callie's scent and discover the group. In a panic, the group runs for the safety of daylight at the cave entrance. But Callie is caught and killed before he can escape because he believes in Jesus. The way they just brush off his death. The other two, like, they're freaked out and they're, like, clearly have been crying and shit. But mm-hmm. they're also just sort of like, well, gotta get a new camera person. The and, whole, like... like the whole, uh, and and this is true for Norwegian lore as well. This wasn't made up for this movie about trolls going for Christians. Mm. I couldn't find any info on like where that stemmed from, but I oh, find I've got it, theories. I find it interesting. I find it really interesting that 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 theme has persisted through the lore for so long. For so long, because yeah. I mean, when you think about it. Someone comes up with something and it just evolves. Obviously, like we talked when we both in the beginning of this episode talked about what we know about trolls. They have evolved and and, and have transcended into many stories. And like I said, they're in they're in Disney movies. They're in. Yeah, we, we had those horrifying uh, uh, troll dolls that were naked with the neon. Right. Hershey's Kiss hair, you know, like just like sticking up. Um, and then, you know, they're in Lord of the Rings, obviously. They're in, you know. Yeah. And I, so my my guess about the Christian blood thing is that it's the old world rejecting the new. 
Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. That, like, trolls represent some sort of... They, they represent, the, like, the indigenous re- uh, religions, right? Right. The original, like, Norse mythology. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they would reject the new because the new rejects them. Sure. Right? And I think that's... We'll, we'll get into it, but I think that's a theme of this movie. Right. And, I mean, that's a theme in any society, no matter... No, no matter where where you are, you know. Totally. So, so then we just you know, very conveniently get a replacement camera woman named uh, what, Malika. Malika, yeah. Malika, um, and she's Muslim, and so she kind of has to say like, so does that count? <laughs> like, uh, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, Let's it's, find it's really out. Cute. He's like, huh, interesting. I don't know how that'll work. I've actually never come across that, but. I don't know if it's very specific towards Christians. I would assume you're okay if you're Muslim. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unclear. 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 Um, And again, our expert said, I don't know. (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) Uh, So then Finn demands that Hans head north to troll territory to get the problem under control. Control your trolls, man. The group finds signs of a Jotnar, a giant mountain troll who is um, very tall. 50 to 100 meters. I don't really know how to comprehend those numbers, so I'm just going to say very tall. It's 150 to 300 feet. Very tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love the scene at the power station where uh, Thomas is like, you don't find it weird that this power grid goes nowhere? Mm-hmm. That it like it just runs in a circle? He goes, no, that's just the way it's always been. Like, it's, it's so funny. Every single time they talk to somebody who's not in on the secret, they're just like, no, that's how things are. Like, yeah. It's like, shut up, don't question it. <laughs> so then Tomas uh, falls ill. Yeah, he's not, he's not looking great. He's, sweaty. Not, he's not doing well. He kind of like faints and shit. He's not, he's not okay. So then the troll blood sample came back positive for rabies. So he's been, you know, infected. And, and this bite happened several days earlier. And from what I know about rabies is that is a dire situation. If you suspect yeah. that you have been bitten, you have to go to a special a hospital that has the equipment and not every hospital does. I think right. one in New York does. I, I maybe more, but I, I believe only like one hospital in like Manhattan or New York proper, I'm not sure, has the equipment to deal or the the um, injection you have to get. So and if you don't if you don't act fast on that shit, you're done. You're done. You're Yep. You know, so there's a whole Scrubs episode about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A couple of them. They're super sad. I believe it. I mean, it's it's one of those things like, you know, I always I always joke about, you know, how how simple the times were pre-COVID where we only had to worry about upset raccoons in, in or disgruntled raccoons, disgruntled raccoons in yes. um, Central Park. There were official signs that said yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, because, you know, you never know. You never know if raccoon has rabies, you know, just like, <laughs> I don't know. They used to hang outside of my window when I lived across the street from Central Park. So, like, yeah. I don't know. You keep the window open too long, you've got a problem. You've got a problem. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a problem. So, yeah, that in itself is a is a mini horror story in this. Think about being in the middle of fucking nowhere Norway yeah. and learning that and who knows what kind of rabies trolls have like again, you're adding this like mythical creature. Yeah. Who knows I, how I I don't know. That's yeah. scary to me. Yeah, fucking terrifying. So, uh Tomas is in a very stressful situation because you have about a week maybe i mean depending on i'm sure this depends on like your general health before you you know yeah but typically death from respiratory failure usually occurs within seven days after the symptoms start good fucking lord so that's what i'm saying and and so it's not just one vaccine like you can't that's why i'm pretty positive that like not many facilities always have this Mm. um because you have to get you have to get five doses of this over like a month like 28 days so almost a month and you can't like like antibiotics won't work You, you have to get this specific vaccine that's nuts um and i mean it does doesn't happen super often in um, New York City, as you would imagine, just because with domestic animals, they get 
their vaccines um, sure. to prevent it and whatnot. So it's really like, and we. We do have wildlife, but not, you know, as much as like Norway, <laughs> I would I would venture to say. Um, or just anywhere outside of a major city. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't happen that often. But if you were to be in that situation, you would really have to f- act fast and figure out where you could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's immediately like when he finds out, he's like, then we need to get me to a hospital. Right. And Hans is like, give me a sec. We got to deal with this. Yeah. Like. That that in itself to me is whenever there's like a ticking time bomb like that, health wise, like that yeah. to me is a mini horror film. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like that, I hate that. Yeah, but I mean, like the rabies. Now we understand why the trolls have been acting weird. Because rabies. The, yeah, yeah, they're rabid. They're they are rabid right now. Yeah, it's. I don't know why I just gave all this information on rabies. I kind of find it a little fascinating, just because. Hundred percent. It um it has been. It's one of those things that has, that without people naming it, they've uh, used it in horror films. Like think about it, you get bitten by something. Even mm-hmm. like even like the Dracula series, you get bitten by Dracula, you turn into something else. Yeah. So werewolves. Werewolves. Yeah. So there's this whole thing in horror that's like a through line that kind of resembles rabies. Like you you get bitten by something or you know whatever scratch mm-hmm. like any anything and you turn into something else and it leads to some sort of death whether you're physically still there but mentally and emotionally not right. or you know with in rabies case it sounds like you fully die yeah very literally yeah very literally you know it's deadly or something um <laughs> but yeah so so that's why i find it um interesting and and you know uh, kind of a nice nod that they took it they had this subplot in there of yeah or this, totally you know because that's so prevalent in horror films in one way or the other whether mm-hmm. you name it rabies or not yeah um so anyway Hans manages to kill the Jotnar by launching a rocket-like projectile that transforms the troll into stone. I want to back up for two seconds here. You know when when they go into like his little van truck thing? Yeah. And they're like, tanning lamps? Like, don't you get sunburns? <laughs> like, I use a lot of sunscreen. There's not enough sunscreen. In th- you must be reapplying. Like, are you waking up every like... 15 30 minutes to reapply because <laughs> think about that they don't let you go under the tanning lights for more than like i don't remember like the limit 15, i haven't minutes. been i haven't been in years but like there's no way that this man does not have like skin cancer i mean like, his skin looks the... pretty rough but like you would think think about the people that go tanning every day for you know the limit 15 to 20 minutes yeah. or whatever it is and they have that like dark leathery looking skin his skin Mm -hmm. actually looks good if you think about him sleeping there for six uh, four to six hours maybe sure yeah i get what kind of fucking sunscreen are you using (laughs) sir like straight up like i don't know that that kind of like bothered me i was just like no there's no way that's so funny that man would look more leathery than like a couch like come (laughs) on um but anyway, that's not here nor there. Um, Back to the plot. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to point it out, okay? Yeah, yeah. I do like the sequence, though, where this is this is a really good action sequence here where they're driving the Land Rover around. And he's he's rigged this uh, giant UV lamp to the top that he uses to, like, stutter attack well, it. Well, and they think that he's leaving them. Right, right. They, they start running after him because they think that he's abandoning them, but then he goes on his giant-ass megaphone and says... Don't move. Stay there. I'm going to lure it yeah. all the way over here. So they're like, okay. So it eventually it turns it, it transforms the troll into stone. But he's you know he's directing them to also try and find the highway. They're they're basically you know trying to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Finn and his TSS agents arrive to confiscate the students' tapes. This seems this seems like a this movie seems like it has a very uh, strong message towards the government and <laughs> control. With the government. Um, just just saying. Just, you know, a little uh, hunch. Yeah, we'll dive into that in a sec. <laughs> yeah. So then Tomas flees with the camera and collapses at the side of a road when the tape cuts out, of course. Just like yeah. any found footage. But just before the cut to black, a truck is seen coming down the road towards the camera. Then we've got an epilogue that tells the audience that none of the students were heard from ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, ever again. Uh, <laughs> the film ends with a news clip of the Norwegian prime minister... Jen Stoltenberg. Jen Stoltenberg. 
I love names, <laughs> appearing to admit to the existence of trolls, though the press fails to take notice. Yeah, just the other politician with him is the only, like his reaction. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's that. That's the movie. that is how the movie ends. Trolls. I do love that they actually. That's so. That's a real clip of the prime minister, but they edited it because he's uh so he's talking about an oil field outside of Norway called the Troll Field, and so they edited it to make it look like he was admitting that there's there's trolls. Just like when we all made Donald Trump sing some sort of song, right? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Gross. I know. I haven't said that name in a really long time, and I'm kind of upset that I just said it. <laughs> like, it didn't feel good. Yeah, well, oh well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Life goes on. <sighs> so this is my second favorite found footage film. Blair Witch Project Blair is Witch number Project's one. Blair Witch Project's your 100%, first. 100%, yeah. Uh, there, it's just, I mean, it's, like we said when we talked about it, it's not the actual OG, but it is for real. Like, Cannibal Holocaust, I think, is the first one, but... um yeah, but uh, yeah, the Blair Witch Project, you could ask any pedestrian walking on the street to name one and they would name that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just so, but yeah, so that's that's my favorite. Like, And then this one's your second? Yeah. Nice. Because like, I mean, Cloverfield's fine. It's not great. I feel like this is a better version of Cloverfield. I think that's exactly right. Because you have large monsters, found footage confusing scenarios but it's a better narrative yeah and it sticks to so successful in my opinion found footage movies follow this very specific outline but then branches away from it in the later in like the uh second act of the of the movie yeah so it always kind of has to start with like it's not always whatever it's art but the most successful ones that I've seen have started with people sticking their noses in places where they don't belong or, yes. you know, and that that is that is the history of horror, right? Why else would anyone be screaming at the TV like, don't fucking go in there? Yeah, exactly. You know? And this is I love the use of documentary as that. I think that's why Cloverfield's not as successful. It's yeah. just a bunch of like assholes <laughs> with a camera. Yeah. Um, and that's why I really like... And like uh, uh, paranormal activity, it's why it doesn't super work for me either. Yeah. Um, because it's not the frame story doesn't land as well for me. Yeah, it's it's always of the found footage movies that I've seen. Um, creep. Yeah, that's uh, and that's the same thing. It's document Witch. documentary Blair Witch is documentary. This is documentary. And so on one hand. Although I guess Creep flips the script, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. On one hand, you don't feel sorry for these people because they've put themselves in this situation. But on the other hand, you do because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Right. But they bothered an old man until he relented. Exactly. (laughs) They just pester him until he's like, fine, fuck it. Yeah. But then the movie pushes it so far that you're like, okay, nobody deserves this. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't care. Nobody deserves this. So that, so that, and and same thing with Blair Witch Project. Nobody's a good person in that movie. Not a single one of them is a good person. But the shit that happens to them, nobody deserves that. Yeah. Whereas, like in Blair Witch, <laughs> I think we feel a little bit more. We feel a little less sympathy towards them. Yeah. This, I'm like, oh man, yeah, y'all were assholes, but you don't deserve what happened to you. Exactly. Well, it's it's relatable because. Whether you'd like to admit it or not, we've all poked our noses somewhere where they where it doesn't belong. Curiosity is 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 human nature, right? Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you are creating something like a documentary, mm-hmm. oftentimes people will go to lengths that they they're not thinking. You know, like yeah. they, they'll go to lengths that they normally wouldn't if they were thinking rationally. Exactly. So yeah. it kind of sets you up for this moment of. Of like, oh shit, okay, like they're they're really doing that. But then when you know when shit hits the fan, you feel this sudden sympathy for them because you're like, okay, like I get it. You you stuck your nose where it doesn't belong, but you don't deserve this. Basically, is the bottom line. So it, it conflicts you as a as a human. You you feel conflicted. 
Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's why Creep really lands as well. I always forget about Creep when I think about found footage because I don't think of it as one in a way. I, it's something, it's some other category for me, but it definitely is a found footage film. Um, yeah. So I think that that movie, both one and two, are so successful because they flip the script of what a typical found footage film is. Yeah. It's someone being trapped into someplace they don't belong as opposed to. Um, sticking their nose like they they are not the active person correct he hired them to um he he took advantage of uh artists wanting work meaning videographers and you know um camera folks wanting work right and maybe being desperate for a paycheck Mm -hmm. and so yeah so they ended up where they're not supposed to be so you feel a little more i at least feel more sympathy towards that because it's like okay like sometimes you know Times is hard. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to take any job that'll pay you, you know, at least 50 bucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you feel a little more sympathy there because he trapped them as opposed to them really going where they shouldn't have gone. And I mean, yeah, you could argue that like, well, I don't take jobs off a of Craigslist or, you know, sure. like, whatever. Sure. Yeah, but we've but all done it. It's, you know, sometimes... Being an artist is hard. <laughs> You're a little desperate. It happens. Um, and, so, and most of the time, it turns out fine. But occasionally, it, you, you end up in creep. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so no, I think that that's, that's why these are all successful found footage films, the ones we're talking about. Yeah. Um, obviously, Blair Witch is just a masterpiece. Just in, yeah, we've, I mean, we've covered that movie, so we don't need to rehash all of that. Yeah. But this one is so successful because it is an innocent curiosity mm-hmm. and a little bit malicious. Like they're a little bit making fun of Hans. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they find out that trolls are real, they're like, shit, okay, now we're actually interested. Now we're on board. Now we're going to do what you say. You know, like mm-hmm. they don't question him after that. They're like, okay, let's just document this. Cause he says he wants the world to know. Yeah. Um, he's tired of, he said, he's, he's just like, I'm tired. I've been doing this for decades. Yeah. And he's not even like, training them to be the next ones he just wants help <laughs> totally and i'm sure he's the most gaslit person in 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 that society i'm sure they're like uh, yeah. bro and then you know to have the uh tss that's basically just trying to cover everything up right that's why i'm like this is definitely government commentary yeah i think it's um the government will take advantage of its people as opposed to protecting them Right. Absolutely, yeah. It um, wants control more than protect to protect others. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can look at our current political situation here in America where there are a number of universally supported uh, policies like universal health care yeah. and uh, universal like child care and shit like that and like uh, paid parental leave and all of these things that we don't have would go over swimmingly. Like they have yeah. like up to 80% or more approval when you look through polls of the country yeah and no one passes them because they don't actually care about doing anything because they it's all about power and control and i think that's the commentary that this film is making is that like there's a there's a number of commentaries that are going on here some of which go over our heads because we're not from norway correct yes um like apparently i I mistakenly said russian earlier he uh the guy's polish Uh uh-huh but that's a commentary on like uh, the xen- the xenophobic like it's xenophobic stereotypes and it's playing on those and highlighting sure. those about yes. poles in uh, Norway. Yeah, I, I I fully fully recognize that there there are things that would just naturally go over exactly. Our heads yeah, here. what's funny about the uh, the government commentary is is in America we're, we're it's like we're focusing on the wrong thing. Everyone thinks that people are tra- that the government's trying to control them by making them get the vaccine, right? No, the when government's I'm like, controlling you by not doing the things it's supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. We're focusing on that, or or some people are. Um, are focusing on that, saying like the government's trying to control us by making us wear a mask, making us do all of, uh, uh, get a vaccine and all of that. And they're not wanting to protect us. And I'm like, no, this is the one instance where they are actually <laughs> telling us to do this and supplying it for us. And, you know, it's very, it's, it's, if you are physically able to get a vaccine, it is very easy to get a vaccine. Yeah. It is actually accessible, unlike most healthcare. Right. So, yeah. This is the one time we've had really good public healthcare. I know. So I'm like, and yeah, I, look, I also just have to say a lot of horror films are, are political guys. Yeah. If, if, if you were upset that we were talking about politics here, I, I don't know what to tell you because most horror films 
are whether you recognize it or not, the undercurrent is a political statement. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, very much not sorry. <laughs> like, not even going to apologize for not being sorry. I am not sorry that I'm not sorry. I yeah, I mean it's 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 the name. I'm not saying every single one of them, but I would say a solid eighty five. I mean a, a significant amount. A yeah, sig- I'm not going to put a number to it, but a significant a amount. A significant amount at least has an undercurrent of a political statement. If not, all art is political. All art is political. Period. Yeah. Even so, if it's trying not to be, it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, you know, had to, <laughs> had to get that off my chest because it's just the it, we we would be doing the movie a disservice if we didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, and the parallels to present day for us, right? Correct. Like this yeah. is, this movie came out ten years ago, mm-hmm. ten eleven years ago, uh, and yeah, it it still has resonance with us today. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, it's these Western democracies that, yeah, refuse to, they, they only care about control. They don't care about the people, right? Mm-hmm. The TSS doesn't take care of Hans. Like he says, like, I get a pittance for doing this. Yeah. It's very dangerous work. And I get paid bullshit. You know what, you know what fascinates me about Hans? Everything. Well, okay, yes, yes. He is like, you know, mountain man, lumberjack daddy. But <laughs> um, what's interesting about him is that, like you just said, it's very dangerous work. It is life or death pretty much every day, mm-hmm. right? And yet, he treats it like he's like working at the corner store. Yeah. He wears this responsibility, and it's probably because he's, you know, it's a little bit that he's old and tired. Um, it, you know, he's sick of all this. But, yeah, he deals with this like he's just like selling soda at the corner store. He's just like, yep. Like, like it's his humdrum job. And yet he is facing, what, what'd you say, 350 feet tall? 300, yeah. Up to 300 feet foot tall, yeah. Rock creatures <laughs> who sometimes tell riddles, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, appara- but apparently they're also very dumb, so we can always answer the riddles very easily. Right, right. I don't know. I, there's so many different versions of trolls. Exactly. It's, it's evolved in so many different ways. Yeah, he's got. It's. I like the idea that he's sort of um, Usnavi from In the Heights. He's just like. He's <laughs> like, yeah, this is what I do. I want to retire though. I want to be done with this shit. I know. I'm tired it's like, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's. I. I find him fascinating as a character because it kind of just goes to show you that, like, no matter what job you have, it can really become humdrum. Yeah, <laughs> any job can get boring. Um, maybe that's why capitalism is bad. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy! Oh god, we're getting comments on this. I know, one. I know. I'm, I'm, just I'm already saying, can already see them. You are just fishing for it now. <laughs> oh, so one thing I do love about Hans as well, I think he's the most fast. He's a very fascinating character. He's very well written, very well portrayed. Like Otto Jespersen is really good in this. Could you imagine if someone came up to you and it, it like was a customer at your bar and you're like, oh, what do you do? I'm a troll hunter. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like on Twitter. I'd be like, you're cut off. You're cut off. You work for Twitter. Like, are you, do you ban people for trolling? Like, I don't understand what you mean. And then, yeah, you cut this guy <laughs> off. Um, Sir, uh, would you like some water? Uh, no. So I love that Hans doesn't want to kill trolls. Like he has that yeah. speech. I, we, I don't think we mentioned it earlier, but like he talks about how he really doesn't want to hurt these trolls. He feels sympathy for them because they're not intelligent creatures. They're just big lumbering idiots who don't really want to bother anybody. And he's like, we're encroaching on them, not the other way around. That's another political message, like an environmental message. Yeah. We're the ones encroaching on other uh, creatures territory, not the other way around. Like, like whenever farmers get mad at like predators, it's like for what my guy? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Coyotes are predators and scavengers. What did you think was going to happen? Listen, that's why I say that I don't go in the woods for an extended period of time. <laughs> listen, Nicole's anti-woods. Listen, I love a good hike. I love a good moment. But I will not be sleeping in some other animal's territory. I, I just will not do it. Like, listen, I don't kill bugs outside. I don't kill anything outside. But if a bug comes into my home, I will kill it. You know what I mean? You're in my domain. I don't, I'm not going to kill you when you're in yours. I, I get what you mean. You feel me? I do. Like, I do. Okay, so what I'm saying is I feel like if I'm sleeping in a coyote's home, they have <laughs> all the right in the world to kill me. So I'm not going to do that because 
it would honestly be a rightful death if they did that. Or a yeah, bear. You fucked up, not the other way that's around. That's what I'm saying. And that's what he's saying about the trolls. That's what the Hans is like, we... Hans and I? Simpatico. Simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole forgot this is an audio medium, but the hand gesture she just made was amazing. <laughs> I guess one of the last things I would want to talk about is how great the trolls look in this. Yeah, I mean, coming from Nicole, don't show the monster hood. You kind of have to in this. You really do, because it's the size that makes them scary. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I don't... And so I think the scariest thing about their size is not even, like, their size itself. It's the fact that they can see you coming. Yeah. They're as tall as a freaking tree. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you are, you know, a blank amount of miles away, they can see you. So mm-hmm. they know, there's no hiding from them is what I'm basically saying. Yeah, because they can sniff you out as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like they're dumb, but their senses uh, make up for it. Yeah, they're dumb in the way that, like, we think of dumb. Like, they're near conscious, they're, like, semi-conscious, but not overly conscious, I think is kind of yeah. what we're getting at. But, yeah, I mean, I, I they look really good. Even the Mountain Kings look kind of dopey, but they're, like, still freaky. Yeah. Um, I do love all of the dick noses. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they were based on um, uh, paintings from um, Theodore Kittleson and John Bauer. Sure. So they they were going after that sort of depiction where they have these really big, long, kind of penis-y noses. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really like the look of them. I think they look like, especially when we get to the um, the the giant one, the Jotun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so pretty looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's very like this. The whole movie is gorgeous. Oh yeah, like, they really cared about how it looked, which is yeah. different. Not that's atypical for a, a found footage film, but this one is actually like pretty. And maybe it's just because Norway's really pretty. I was say like, I think it's just because Norway is. In insanely pretty, but yeah, I mean, up there in fjord country, you have to you have to have the um, queasy cam if you're doing a found footage. So, but yeah, like the the steady shots though are beautiful. Yeah, it's and like even the like I was talking about with the the action sequences are really well done. Oh yeah, definitely. So they were potentially going to remake this movie really? in a, in the states, and they were going to have Neil Marshall direct it. Okay, like I mean, you know. The guy who did the descent, like I'll take it, but they canceled good. it about five years ago. Okay, but I, you know, it's um, I don't know. I don't think I'd remake would really work here. I think it's just it just, would have to know. have a lot of specific intention behind it. I don't, th- yeah, because I, I think because trolls are so specific to that part of the world. Why well, I don't right. really understand why we would try to remake it here. Um, where, yeah, trolls kind of have become a little bit of, you know, in our fairy tales and in our lore that we tell children and all the books that have been written and everything. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's something there's something weird and, like, appropriative about that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same way I think about, like, when we remake Japanese films exactly, here. Exactly, yeah. Or where they're talking about, like, remaking Parasite in the States. And I'm like, that movie's specifically about South Korea. Exactly. It wouldn't work here. And I kind of feel that I don't feel that as as strongly about this because like white people copying white people, whatever. Fine. Yeah. It's like that's definitely not as big of an an offense. It's not as as offensive, but it's still annoying. Like it's still just like there's. I think it's just dumb. Yeah. There are better things to spend money on, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. This movie already exists and is already great. And you could copy this movie. Sure. But don't remake it. You know, like you could make something that's similar. It's got like, a very use it as inspiration. Standard, yeah, it's got a very standard outline, and they used the Blair Witch Project for for inspiration specifically. Yeah. But they didn't, you know, it's more of like in a structural way, not you know to a T. They didn't remake the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, no, they they made a completely different film. They just used the format. It just again would not make sense in the same way, like you said, if the if the U.S. tried to remake Parasite, no. Again, like you said, it's specifically about South Korea and South Korea only. Like, no. Yeah. And that's it. Like, uh, it's why I think it's one of the biggest reasons I don't like the Ring remake here. Because the ghost is wrong. Like, that's not the that is not the American tradition of ghosts. Well, it just they're they're just putting the the Japanese tradition of ghosts in America, which doesn't land because that's not how we think about them here. Right. And it lacks it lacks authenticity because it's not authentic to the original Ring feels 
more visceral because it is authentic to that culture and that culture, the lore from that culture. It's not, once you try to just like copy it and bring it over to America, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel authentic. So it's not, you're just copying at that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that idea. Yeah. Um, for, for anything again, white people copying white people, not as offensive as, um, white people copying, copying, um, Japanese people or black people, obviously. But like, I, I, I don't think we should do that for any, I don't think we should remake any foreign, horror film no i not at all i think just watch it just like, watch it subtitles exist just like my man bong joon ho said <laughs> people need to read or whatever he said something great it's He's, something about like a couple like if a couple of inches only set is what separates you from great film or something like that it's like yeah he said something about like more people need to watch movies with subtitles and i i agree but it was quippy and funny and cute it was because he's yeah because he's he's him um but yeah so i just i i can't imagine doing a remake of this here i mean again like you could like we always give so many ideas away for free on this podcast but like do it about like sasquatches (laughs) or something you know do it with some sort of like american myth yeah like bigfoot or something yeah but like it's I don't know. It's it. It's there's plenty of things you could do it about. The, the descent is kind of about that, in that yeah. like it's it's cave people in Kentucky, in Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's definitely so, true. Like, that's kind of it's it's different because you're not like it, that movie's completely different. But you know what I mean. But it feels authentic. It feels it feels like something that I don't know. I think people just need to stick to. I'm not saying you cannot be inspired by, but this is there is a there is a very fine line that a lot of us have talked about before between being inspired by something and appropriating culture, right? Yeah, 100%. So I could certainly see how someone would be inspired by yorai. Yeah. Um, from, from Japanese culture. That is a... They're fascinating. That They're is terrifying. A, and that is a very specific image, yeah. right? So, so I could definitely understand how you could be inspired by that, but to make it exactly the same is appropriative to me yes and yeah. so it's a, i just you know again fine line between appreciating something and being inspired by something and and then expanding on it or you know whatever and then also appropriating that mm-hmm. culture's um myths and lores because it's yeah it's i don't know yeah no and i, I, I th- <laughs> no i completely agree with you like it's there's lots of things that i've taken inspiration from in my own work because like i am I watch a lot of anime. I watch yeah. a lot of Japanese films. I watch a lot of South Korean films. I'm starting to pick up like a, a Singaporean films because of Satan's Slave. Like, mm-hmm. or was In, that, no, Satan's Slave is Indonesian. Indonesian, sorry. Yeah, I'm starting to look into Indonesian horror because of Satan's Slave. Like, I I love looking at these things and it reflects in my work. But I readapt it to something that's closer to what I understand. Like, I've got yeah. a long. A, my own development hell of a project that I've been working on, but it's all about Appalachia mm-hmm. and like stories. My great grandmother told me, you know, um, from living there and like, it's inspired. A lot of that's inspired by Scottish lore too. Cause she was Scottish. hundred uh, percent. So like, but I also have stuff that like is from Jewish folklore and Arab folklore. And like, I'm interested in, in like expanding on those and adapting them to the States. Like a story I wrote not that long, a couple of years ago was inspired by uh, a lot of that. And I just readapted it to something here, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and everybody, every, every culture has some form of myth or folklore. So I'm like, do you really need to copy someone else's? Cause again, it doesn't land as well because it's not authentic. If you, um, I actually don't know where this started, but do you remember in grade school when people would talk about Bloody Mary? Yeah. That is horrifying. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a movie made about that. I just haven't come there's across been several. it. Yeah. yeah, I just haven't come across one that... Um, is any good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Candyman is that, right? That's true. That's true. Candyman is that, um, for what sure. What a great movie. Oh my Sorry, God, yeah. I love Candyman. No, that's that's a solid version of that. But like, you know what I'm saying though? Like in 100%. America, there are things that we've been told as children... I mean, even the fucking tooth fairy is terrifying. <laughs> like, think about it. Yeah. Whenever I'm vulnerable. I am very scared of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You're right. Oh, my God. Was that him or was it Vin Diesel in that movie? I can't remember which one it was. I don't know. I don't know. They're in a feud anyway, so I'll piss one of them off. But yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Like, And I think like good examples of like adapting other culture shit to the to 
something that's kind of westerny is Dungeons and Dragons. When I look oh, through the yeah. monster manual, there's stuff from all cultures all over the world. Yeah. But they do a pretty good job of it, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and not making it like appropriative. They're like, no, this is we saw that we saw this creature from another culture. We wanted to represent any culture that we could. Yeah. So we did. For sure. So yeah, I think it's um I think that's a good good example of that, you know. But definitely. Yeah. It's definitely been done well before. I just think more often than not, people just decide they're like, Oh, let's remake that for um and and put it basically just translate it to English. And I'm like, no Subtitles have already done that. Thank you. Yes, very it's already much. been translated. You're welcome. Or dubs, you know, <laughs> yeah. depending on what you're watching. Um, yeah, I go dubs for anime, subtitles for live action. Right, and I mean, it, if you have both, that makes it more accessible for people, right? Totally. So, whatever you may choose. So, yeah, I just think yeah, I'm stupid. Don't. <laughs> I don't know. I just got on. I just got on a. a it's a soapboxy episode I, for it us. It really is. That's okay. I, they happen. I'm, I'm feeling it. We're in a it. mood. I'm feeling it. It's close to the holidays. The I'm feeling it. I need to. I need to go get some Christmas joy. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I guess how, Hanukkah though. just ended, and we didn't have much of a time to make anything. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's that's what I've got for today. I'm gonna. I don't want to jump on another soapbox at the end. So I'll just say for... this movie is amazing. I've watched it so many times, and it's always a joy. Definitely. This movie, this movie is very, is very fun and very, very well paced. I think it's very specific. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to someone who's new to horror or is not, um, doesn't have like a great attention span. I, I did not. You do need to pay attention in this movie. You do. You do. Um, And I, I don't know. I thought it was very well paced and. Yeah. It's like an hour and 40. Yeah. It was good. Um, But yeah. Anyway, but. To, to avoid getting on another soapbox, we're just going to go ahead and <laughs> log off. Uh, you guys know where to find us. We're at Horror Babes Podcast on Instagram. We're at Horror Babes Pod on Twitter. And we have a website, HorrorBabesPod.com. Give us a nice little rating review if you're liking what you're hearing on iTunes. And until next time, bye, bye babes. <laughs>